Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. The Medical School Headquarters Podcast, session number 161. Hello and welcome to the Medical School Headquarters Podcast, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your pre-med success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. What are you doing January 30th, 2016? I would love for you to join me in Plant City, Florida at the 2016 AMSA Pre-Med Fest. Now, this is the opportunity for you to come listen to Dr. Patch Adams and hear how humor and health are intertwined. Learn how to discuss why you want to be a doctor, explore your motivations for becoming a doctor, and how to best position yourself to become the doctor that you aspire to be. All this at AMSA's Pre-Med Fest, January 30th, 2016, in Plants City, Florida. Use the promo code MSHQ16 at checkout, and you can save $5 on the registration fee. Go to medicalschoolhq.net slash premedfest, and that'll take you to the AMSA Pre-Med Fest Website again, medicalschoolhq.net slash premedfest. I will be there. I'd love to meet you. Come hang out and say hi. Several episodes ago, I guess many at this point, episode 146 Common Medical School Interview Mistakes and How to Fix Them was a popular episode. And I want to do something similar here with personal statements. I would say that personal statements right behind interviews are where students fall short in their applications. The personal statement is an essay about you, something that you probably have never written before. Some undergraduate institutions now are asking for personal statements, but this is so much more. This is now you trying to convey to an admissions committee why you want to be a physician. What are your motivations? What has shaped you? Who has shaped you? What life experiences have you had? And now after reviewing probably a couple hundred personal statements, there are some common trends and some pitfalls in those personal statements and the preparation and and the execution of those personal statements. And that's what I want to talk about today. How to, or what are these common 
uh, mistakes and how to avoid them, how to strengthen your your personal statement. So there are five. I, there, there's five that I'll talk about here. There are probably many more that uh, I didn't write down. But as you prepare for your application to medical school, remember that applications open up typically in May to be filled out and you can submit them at the beginning of June. The most common, and this is the first one here, the most common mistake that students make as they're doing their personal statement is waiting too long to do it, meaning they're, they're focusing on everything else. They, they're focusing on the MCAT, which is very important, obviously. They're focusing on getting together all their extracurricular activities and writing descriptions for each of those. They're worried about getting their letter of recommendations done. And one thing that seems to always sit on the back burner because students go, oh, it's an essay. It's only X number of characters. I can, I can push that out in a couple hours. And unfortunately, that's wrong because the, the biggest mistake that students are making is they're not taking enough time to go through or not thinking that they need to go through enough drafts. Now, the personal statement is, again, like I said, it's an essay, but it talks about you. What are your motivations? What are your drives? And to spit that out as a first draft and final draft is probably a, a one in a million type event. There, there might be a student out there that can do that, but it's probably not you. And I'm not putting you down. I'm just saying this is an essay that you need time to write. You need to write a draft, write it again, write it again, getting feedback in between all of these drafts and feedback from people that understand what an admissions committee member is looking for. Giving a personal statement for a medical school application to your parents to read is why it's a good idea. It doesn't, it doesn't satisfy the need to have somebody that has the eyes and the understanding of what an admissions committee is looking for. And so you really need to seek out medical students, physicians, people that have been there before and know what they're doing. Your admissions, um, your, your pre-health advisors at your undergraduate institution, if you have access to them, use them as a resource. You should set aside time to go through at least a half a dozen drafts, at least a half a dozen drafts, and expect that each draft and taking the time to have it reviewed and kind of getting your mind off of it so that you can come back and look at it with fresh eyes, expect about a week in between each of those to to get the feedback and to, to take some time off. So you're looking at at least a month and a half to prepare for and finish your personal statement at least a month and a half. So plan accordingly. If you need your personal statement done to submit your application at the beginning of June, start working at it mid-April at the latest. And this is another reason why, kind of talking about the MCAT here, another reason why we talk about taking your MCAT no later than March or April of the year that you're planning to apply because 
if you wait longer than that, then you're trying to study for the MCAT, you're trying to gather your letters of rec, you're trying to write a personal statement, you're trying to do this all at the same time, or you're not, and you're applying late. And so there's, there's a good reason to get the MCAT kind of out of the way early so you can focus on this other stuff. All right, so let's talk about the second mistake that students make when writing their medical school personal statements, and that's editing in your head. Now, I could use this mistake for any sort of writing assignment that you do, but this is a big one for the personal statement. As you sit in front of the computer, or if you're old school and and use pen and paper, you need to, and, and quoting somebody, I forget who it's from, you need to write drunk and edit sober. Meaning, when you are drunk, it, for, for all of you pre-med nerds out there, when you are drunk, alcohol disinhibits you. And so you say things that you normally wouldn't say, you, you think things you normally wouldn't think, you do things that you normally wouldn't do, which is why alcohol tends to get people in trouble. But this is the perfect opportunity. I'm not telling you to go get drunk to write your personal statement. But use this analogy. Write drunk. Meaning, be disinhibited as you write. Don't worry about what you are typing. Don't worry about what you are writing. Just get it out of your head. Don't, don't use the delete button. Don't delay and think about what you're writing. Just get it out of your head. Once it's out of your head and you can see it in front of you, typically there's so much more context when you are able to read something than just think it. You have a different reaction to something once it's on the screen and you can see it and visualize it instead of just thinking it in your head. Once all of these thoughts are out of you, then you can start to massaging the message that you want to give. And, and it is a message that you're giving, and we'll talk about what that message should be. But you need to be able to massage all of these words that you just got out and form that, craft that into a strong personal statement. And to do that, you need all of your knowledge out on the paper, all of your desires, all of everything that's in your head about why you want to be a doctor. Get it all out there. All the stories that you want to tell, interesting patients, stories that have impacted you along the way. Talk about those things. Get it out. And then once it's out, sit down and start moving paragraphs, moving sentences, crafting that story. You need to do that. Don't edit in your head. Now, last year, I guess it doesn't really matter what year it was, <laughs> there's, I offered personal statement editing, uh, a service for students that were applying to medical school as a standalone thing. And I'll do that again here. I'll talk about it at the end. But there was one student that emailed me. He was a pharmacist, and he was interested in going back to medical school. And so he emailed me his personal statement, and I read it. And after reading the personal statement, 
I had no clue why this guy wanted to be a physician. And I wrote to him. I said, your, your statement, your, your essay, your personal statement tells me a lot of things, but it doesn't tell me what your drive is, your desire to be. What, what is that desire to be a physician? What's driving you to be a physician? What are your motivations to become a physician and to enter medicine? This is the fundamental message that your personal statement needs to get across. What's driving you? Because if you don't have a drive, then medical school is going to suck. Being a physician is going to suck. You have to have a reason for why you're entering this career, a career that takes at least seven years to actually get out and start working as a physician, at least seven years. You got four years of medical school, and three years of residency at the minimum. So you need a reason every day that you're getting up to to go into the hospital as an intern, every day on your clinical rotations in medical school, you need a reason why you're doing that or it's not going to be very fun. And admissions committees have learned this, that students that come in with the wrong reasons for why they want to be a physician or the the wrong driving forces, those students don't do well. And so admissions committees want to see that your passion, your desires, your drive actually is there. And that's what the personal statement is good for. So if you're not expressing that, if, if you hand your personal statement to somebody and ask them, when you read this, do you understand why I want to be a physician? If they can't answer that, then you need to go back to the drawing board and write it again. And once you write it again, do the same thing with somebody different. And if they can't answer it, then do it again and again and again. As many times as you need to figure out and and tell the message about why you want to be a physician. All right, so the fourth mistake that students make is they think that the personal statement is the place to air all their dirty laundry. And yes, if you have red flags in your application, the personal statement is a good place to mention that. But Don't waste your whole personal statement on your red flags because then you're not getting across your strengths, your desires, as we just talked about, your passion to be a physician. You're just trying to to make excuses, really, about your red flags, and you're trying to sell the admissions committee about why they should ignore or, or kind of look past those red flags. What you want to do in your personal statement when you're talking about red flags is you want to bring them up a little bit, but you want to leave a little bit of an opportunity for that admissions committee member to ask you more questions about that during an interview. Don't tell everything. It's it's not a a tell-all here. Don't, Don't waste everything in your personal statement about any significant red flags. Briefly mention them and move on. If, if you had a bad sophomore year in college 
and your your father died, your mother died. Briefly mention that. That that only takes a sentence or two to mention how there was a setback because of a death. Briefly mention that. And then you can move on and talk about the other stuff that we talked about, about telling the admissions committee member why you want to be a physician. All right, the fifth mistake that students make is using the the wrong terminology. And I wouldn't say terminology is the right word, but they are, when when they're describing themselves, they're saying, I am hardworking. I am passionate. I am empathetic. I am, I am, I am. That is telling the admissions committee member who you are. I could tell you or tell the admissions committee member anything that I want to tell them. I am six foot ten inches tall. I am not. I'm only five ten. I am stronger than an ox. I am. So what I'm trying to tell you here is that you need to step away from using the language I am, I am, I am, because all you're doing is telling the admissions committee member something. It's not remarkable. It's not memorable. What you need to do instead is draw upon everything that hopefully is on paper or on the screen in that Word document and talk about, share your stories, the patients that have affected you, the interactions that you've had with physicians, with patients, with whoever it may be that has shaped who you are. So instead of saying, I am empathetic, you can tell a story that showed when you were empathic at some point in your life. You can talk about that patient in the emergency room who was all alone and was suffering from a heart attack and you sat there with them and comforted them until their family got there. Telling a story like that and how it affected you is so much more memorable than saying, I am empathic, empathetic, whatever that word is. (laughs) What, What you need to do is tell the story. If you just step back and look at society in general, look at humans in general, we love stories. We read books. We watch TV. We watch movies. All of those are stories. We sit around campfires and tell stories. We are drawn to stories and listening to stories of the human connection and human pain and suffering and and well-being and survival those are great stories and those leave an impression on the admissions committee member so as you're writing your personal statement you get done go through and count to all of those times where you say i am i am i am and get rid of them and try to reshape your story into something that tells a story Because ultimately, that's what your personal statement is. It's a story about your journey, your motivations, and your experiences to prove to the admissions committee member who you are and why they should accept you. Now, here's a bonus tip. I said we'd talk about five, but the sixth one I think is a no-brainer. 
don't have any grammatical errors in your personal statement, please don't. There's no excuses for it. It's just they don't belong there. All right, so those are the six most common mistakes that I see when I'm editing a personal statement and discussing the the kind of background of how that personal statement was written from students. So if you can listen to this and don't make these mistakes, do everything the opposite of, of what we talked about, then that will put you in a strong position with a final draft of your personal statement that will hopefully make an impact on the admissions committee. If you want help with your personal statement writing, go to medicalschoolhq.net slash personal statement and read about how I can help you with your personal statement. Again, medicalschoolhq.net slash personal statement. All right, I do want to thank a few people that took the time to leave us a rating and review. Again, if you haven't done so yet, medicalschoolhq.net slash iTunes. You can leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It's awesome to get these ratings and reviews. To help us even more than that, go share this podcast with a friend, with a neighbor, with a colleague, with a classmate, with your advisor, anybody that you think could help pass along the message here at the medical school headquarters. I would love it. So let's talk about these ratings and reviews. We have not a Florida fan. I won't hold it against them. They say... uh, Awesome podcast. Confirmed new record, all 155 episodes in two weeks. So that's awesome. I can't imagine listening to myself for 155 episodes in a row in two weeks. So I congratulate Not a Florida Fan for doing that. Thank you for taking the time to leave a rating and review. We have uh, Cam Collins Music that says, I recently finished listening to the first 100 episodes in rapid succession. I think we have a theme here of people binge listening. I guess that's a new thing, though. You you have uh, Netflix that comes out with their episodes all on the same day, and people binge watch. And uh, I guess people are binge listening now to this podcast. So that's awesome. It says, save by the podcast. So thank you, Cam Collins Music, for that review. We have Pod9955 that says, must listen. What a great show. Thank you for that. And then we have... ZS or Z Sprite 7 that says great asset. This podcast is unbelievably helpful for anyone who is trying to attend medical school. So thank you for that Z Sprite 7. I do have a handful more ratings and reviews, but I will save those for next week. As we're releasing this podcast, it's going live on December 23rd. 2015. So if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Hanukkah, I hope you had a great Hanukkah. Whatever you celebrate, I hope you have a happy, healthy, and safe holiday. We'll see you next week here at the medical school headquarters. The Pre-Med Years Podcast, session number 161. How does that sound? The Pre-Med Years podcast, or the Pre-Med Years. How about just that, the Pre-Med Years? I put a a vote up or a poll up in the Hangout. Go to medicalschoolhq.net slash group. If you are not part of our Hangout, you need to be. medicalschoolhq.net slash group, and you can uh, add your vote. But the Pre-Med Years is by far and away the most popular as the new name of this podcast. 
If you aren't aware, we're changing the name of this podcast from just the general medical school headquarters to the pre-med years, or it's to the pre-med years. I'm just going to say it now. It's it's the pre-med years. We're changing it to the pre-med years because we're adding another podcast focused on medical school and so and being a medical student. And so we're going to have a pre-med years podcast and most likely a medical school years podcast or medical student years podcast. Haven't figured out that one yet. Medical school years, it's a little long-winded. We'll see. But we're adding a second podcast. They'll all be found at the medicalschoolhq.net. So the, the website's going to stay the same. If you're subscribed to this show, you don't need to do anything differently. Just one day, the, the podcast artwork and the name are going to look different, but nothing else will change. All of the episodes will be there for you to go back and listen to again if you want it. So the new name, Pre-Med Years, is is sticking. Uh, I have some people working on some artwork now. Hopefully, we'll be good to go in the new year with that new name, and then we can launch the medical school-focused podcast as well. There's another big announcement, too. I hope you're still listening to this. The Old Pre-Meds website, oldpremeds.org, is now run by me. Uh, I purchased, I guess I can say, I purchased that website from Rich, who has been running it now for many years. And he came to a point where uh, it was time for him to change directions, and he reached out to me and asked if I wanted to take it over. And I jumped at it because I know that it's a valuable community there. It's specifically focused toward non-traditional students, and half of you listening are non-traditional students. So if you're not a member of that community oldpremeds.org is a great form, great resource for asking questions. Again, in the new year, we will launch the Old Premeds podcast, which will answer questions directly from that form at oldpremeds.org. I even have the fancy website name OPM Podcast for Old Premeds, oldopmpodcast.com. That'll just redirect you to the Old Premeds website for right now as I work on a new website for them. All right, I think that's enough bonus material for today. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>